Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Gangster Chronicles. Today, I got two special people here. I got people here. Uh, I have a young lady here. I think she's going to make a difference in, in our city. Um... I'm going to let her explain herself and introduce herself to everybody out there. Hello. Thank you for having me, first of all. Welcome. My name is Priscilla Linares. I am from Fontana, California, and I'm running for city council for District 2. Um, it's a municipal-level election. It's a local election, so it uh, doesn't get that much coverage. But um, that's why we're out here today to see what yeah, we can do. we're going to try to get you all the mm-hmm. coverage you need. Yeah. I'm Nachusta, Rialto's finest. Um we're here uh, showing our support, just trying to inform uh, the people, educate the people that um, voting does matter, especially when we're talking about local and municipal elections that directly affects your city and your schools. Okay, that's cool. So, Chu, tell me, uh, how did y'all meet? So the way we met was really interesting. Um, so as you know, I'm really involved in the protesting and the activism for the black community, especially in light of the George Floyd pro- protesting. Right. So there's an interesting group out of Fontana, California, Liberate the IE, and they were doing a protest. So um, I was invited to come down, do a few different things. And um, one of the things that they told me to speak, so I did a few different things. So one of the things we did was start um, making sure all the people introduced themselves. And um, that's when I met Priscilla. She said a little bit about, you know, what she likes to do, why she's involved, why she thinks she needs to be out here protesting, different things like that. And uh, so after the protest, it was just really coincidental that we like basically parked right next to each other. Like everybody else parked somewhere else and we were the only two who parked over here. So I basically walked her to her car. We were talking about different stuff. We had each other's Instagram. So a few days went by, a few weeks went by, you know, and um, I just checked in on her and I was like, hey, you know, what's up? Are you going to go to this protest? What are you doing? She's like, yeah, I'm down. You know, she's like, I really want to talk to you about running for city council. This is all the information that I found out. I found out this is all you need to do. So actually, if you could help me with what I got going on, that'd be dope. Mm-hmm. And then that, and then the rest is like history. So right, I just, right. 
So, Priscilla, what do you think or how do you feel you can help San Bernardino, your community? Uh, I feel that it takes a person that knows what it's like to live on these streets to run for the positions of these elected officials. Right. Because um, who knows you better than your neighbor, right? Like, who knows um, you better than, like, you know, the person that you meet up with at the park, like your friends. Somebody that actually knows what it's like to grow up in San Bernardino County, you know, um, transition from child to teenager to adult there, you know. And I I get that a lot. Like, uh, you don't have experience, you're too young, but I'm a product of San Bernardino County. Right. So what made you think about running? I mean, what made you feel like you wanted to get into this? Well, it all started, honestly, I have to pay my respects um, to the BLM and um, the George Floyd incident, which was very, very tragic. Um, sorry, it's really hot in here. I don't know if it's It is just, getting hot. It, um, so, yeah, um, the it all started with the George Floyd incident, which was a very, very tragic uh, murder. Mm. And um, I saw it on Twitter because I'm, I'm on Twitter a lot. And I just, I, it didn't sit right with me. It didn't feel right that nobody in my city was doing anything about it because I live in Fontana, California. Mm-hmm. So I felt like we should speak up no matter where we are. We shouldn't um, wait till LA does it or wait till San Francisco does it, these bigger cities. We should always speak up for what we don't believe is right. And I don't believe what happened to George Floyd, rest in peace, was right in any aspect. I don't think anybody should be murdered Um with the knee to the neck. I don't think anybody should ever have to get to that circumstance with um, the police enforcement. Right. So you just felt like, I I need to make a difference. Yeah, I just, I couldn't sleep one day, and I was just like, you know what, I have to say something, I have to do something, and I I just went to Michael's, I got posters, and I was like, okay, let's do um, a Black Lives Matter movement here in Fontana. Let's just get up, let's just go. 6 p.m., Fontana City Hall, meet me there. If you're about the movement, if you're about this, if you're mad about this, if you're outraged, let's go, let's do it today. You on that too? Yeah, so, um, so... My organization, I got a few organizations work I'm working with. So BLM Inland Empire, BLMIE, we were working with them in the very beginning of this, you know, even before George Floyd with, you know, Tamir Rice, the little boy that was gunned down, you know. So there's there's so many different names, even with uh, Philando Castillo, the guy who was, uh, 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 he had a CCW. The cop said, let me see your, you know, let me see it. And he shot the guy. Right. So we've been working on this for a long time with Black Lives Matter Inland Empire. But what I think a lot of people don't understand is that Black Lives Matter as an organization and as a movement are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you have the organization that was founded by a few people. Uh, we're not going to get into the two specifics of those people, but there were two women, one black, one white, or mm-hmm. one. Okay, so that's where the actual organization was founded. But the actual movement of Black Lives Matter the movement of the people taking to the streets, the movement of people who are saying, you know what, because my life does matter, I'm willing to do what I need to do, i.e. run for city council. Uh, I have another guy we're working with, Mr. Eugene Weems. We have other groups that we're working with and people are trying to do what they need to do in order to prove and show that our lives do matter. One of the main things that Priscilla said to me that got to me was the youth, her her advocacy for the youth, that she wants to do something in her city specifically for the youth. And in light of Corona, all the different things we got, 
most people don't even talk about the kids. The kids aren't going to school. It's almost like we forgot about those people right now, you know? So one of the things that she said was, you know, we need to make sure the kids have something besides to aspire to grow up to work at Walmart forever. I mean, there's nothing wrong with starting there, but if that's the only thing that you can aspire to do is work at Walmart, work at McDonald's, well, we need better options for the youth so we don't have a lot of the economic issues that we're having right now. Right, right. That's that's. I I really don't know. I really don't know what to say because I really don't try to get into it like that. Understandable. Because I I truly believe that you can you could cry your heart out mm-hmm. to certain people, mm-hmm. people in power, and your voice is unheard. And Very true. when people like yourself running for a position, it's a certain way you have to be. It's a certain look you got to uphold. Or they don't look at you at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do that bother you that some things in your life you have to change to run for office? It does bother me. And I think that's the main reason I want to run is because people need to realize that anybody can do it. Like, I'm not a better person or a hero for doing this. I just decided to step up. And if nobody's stepping up, then... The odds are me against no one. So if you win, do you do you think you can make change? Almost oh, definitely. Um, a lot of people don't understand that city council has a lot of power, yeah. and a lot of people don't understand that municipal, local level elections affect us more than these big Congress decisions, these big headlines, these big Trump headlines, all these huge headlines that distract us from the local is not good because uh, the general local level decisions that people are making every day for us we have no clue we have no clue what's going on Mm -hmm. you tell the like uh, even me like me as an example a couple months ago a year ago i didn't know what the city council did i didn't know who they were what people were running my city you know like what were they about what decisions were they making how much power they have they uh, i feel like we're put in this position to not know this information so we won't create change but as soon as you know how easy it is to run and how easy it is to be elected how easy it is to just step up and try to do it then you're not that discouraged right so winning is one thing losing is another thing Mm -hmm. um i think you got to start somewhere to get where you want to go if it don't work this time I, i know what i can do what i have to do and I learned from the first time. Right. Do you apply yourself to that? Do you think that if if I if I don't if I don't win this election, I'll be back? Definitely. And I don't think it's about winning or losing. I think it's about um, just creating this. I want to say this scandal. You know, like oh she's running. Oh you can run for city council. Oh you can do this. How old is she? Twenty four. A lot of younger people like myself and even people younger than me, like Generation Z, they don't know that it's very very simple to run. All you have to do is be eighteen, register to vote, and be a resident of your city. And this yeah. is go- this goes for every city. 18? Eighteen. Eighteen. And and nobody wow. I mean, nobody knows this information. Nobody tells you this information because they don't want us to know. So it won't be that easy for us to take these people out of their position of powers. So you had to have some kind of degree, though, don't you? No, no, not at all. You don't even have to need. You don't need a degree to be president. You don't have to go to school. You don't need anything. You just mm-hmm. need to be a certain age. There's a few criteria that it, that you have to meet. And most people, we're just not privy to this information. We just exactly. don't know it. Exactly. So you know, when they say we the people, that's really what they meant by this. We the people. Right. Meaning that we are the government, 
once you're 18, once you can vote, you are the government if you choose to be, mm -hmm. right. should you choose to be. Right. And a lot of what happened in, in the black and the brown community is, is we just didn't choose to be, you know, as growing up, we all played cops and robbers, cowboys and Indians. But because police got a negative stigmatism, we don't want to be cops. Right. Nobody wants to talk to the police. I'd rather be an Indian. You know, I'd rather be, exactly. <laughs> or you the know, chief. Right. And, you know, so, but here's the thing. We'll never stop what's happening in our police departments if, like she said, at a local level, we're not telling our kids to be the police officers, right. be the firemen. Right. You know, we have to be these things on right. all levels, all facets of life. Well, I, I think more black, we need more black officers. We do. Because uh, especially that grew up and and say San Bernardino grew up in LA because if you know the people you're working with, you're dealing with, you're not gonna have that that much resentment mm -hmm. from the people that you pull over. Right. If people know who they're dealing with, people of their own kind or whatever, however they want to choose it, word it, it would be a better thing. You know, you and and I grew up. It's white boys, police in Compton. Mm -hmm. And and these guys are coming in to go home. They come to work, and they gonna they do what they do. We were just talking about it, and it's by any means necessary, I think. Right. So that puts them on edge already. But if we had our own people, just say if we we wanted to police our neighborhoods, we ain't gonna do it. You couldn't. You couldn't even if you tried. Yeah, we couldn't. No, we actually can. So we have to stop saying what what is impossible. Oh, so well, I, I mean, how we, do we police our own? I mean, our, we couldn't. Be, I, I say we could. We can't only because um, most of the police officers working in our own cities don't live there. Right. So you know. So what we can do is, is so for instance, uh, you look at certain cities, uh, certain municipal levels. They've already started to locally elect to defund the police. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. You have some cities that was like, that's good. I do. I do believe that's good because uh, let me get a, a better definition, a better definition well, of defund okay. the police. So let's break first. Let's break down just defund to defund means to take away and reallocate funds of that's redirect. All it is. redirect. redirect. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that you will not be funded at all. It just mm -hmm. means that I'm going to defund you means I'm gonna take away some of your funds. Now, how much, that's subjective. We haven't got there yet. Right, but defund we do. does so, not mean abolish. So basically, give them a raggedy car and a raggedy gun, get out there and go to work. Pretty much, so to speak, basically. But but the difference in this is, so um, we, we and we're working on a lot of different frameworks and we're working with a lot of different people on this. So coming up, um, what what I believe is is uh like we like you just said growing up in Compton it was always the white boys who came in there and they already had a certain type of mentality. Right. So I believe that in part of this defundment of the police, what we really need to do is is make the demographic of your city, your police department should look something similar to that. So if right. let's say Fontana, it's almost like seventy eight percent Latino. Mm -hmm. Well, then seventy eight percent of the police department needs to be Latino. Right. Okay. So we need to start implementing these things in our cities. Right. We can do it's going to first start at, at a municipal level. Exactly. A lot of people thinking, oh, it's going to start at Trump. It's going to start at the Senate, at no, Congress. No, it's no. not. It's going to start in our local communities first. Exactly. This is where the steam is going to be drawn from. And like she said, even if she doesn't win this election right now, which we're going to win this election. Yeah. But she brings awareness. Like she said, there's so many other young girls, young boys, young Latina girls that can get empowered, that could feel, you know what, shit, I'm 18, I could be city council, so I could be this. So seeing you do it, you taking the first step, 
it's going to be a whole lot behind you that's going to try. Right. To, we really to believe so. Do exactly. Yeah. We really well, believe it, so. And that's what happened with the first protest, that very first protest that I organized. And I don't even want to say organized because I'm not part of an organization. I'm not part of a group. It's just me. Mm-hmm. And so I just that day I tweeted to everybody like, let's go out. Let's make traction. Let's show our city elected officials that we're not OK with what happened to George Floyd. We're not OK with how the black community is treated. We have to be allies. Brown and black have to unite. And we went out there and we created traction. We got the news out there and we got like uh, like the word rolling. So it was a domino effect. And I had a lot of messages like, hey, I saw what you did in Fontana. I want to do it in Ontario. I saw what you did over there. I want to do it here in Orange County. And like it was traction. It was a domino effect. That's good. Yeah, definitely. That's good. I like that. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we got some strategies that we're implementing, some that we're not going to talk about because there are strategies, right. you know. But um, we got a few good strategies that we're working with. And one of the things she said, you know, like, so I work with organizations, even though I work directly with Priscilla. She's not a part of my organization. She mm-hmm. is a she's a voice for the people. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing she wants to emphasize. So is you like like the manager or something like like um, so like, I'm, the, like the mentor. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. an integral part in her campaign. Yeah, definitely. And what I do is so I help a lot of candidates, people who want to run. So right. she's one of my main ones right now. And I and because of her passion. So, for instance, um. Once we talked about a few different things and we'll fast forward to like two weeks of us knowing each other, basically, Mm -hmm. I met up with her and her brother. She was like, look, I'm short like X amount of signatures. I got to go out here and get these signatures. I need to go door to door. Are you willing to come out and help me? 
I'm like, you know, hell yeah, I'll, I'll come out there. So we literally walked up and down Fontana apartment complexes, talking to people, letting them know like, hey, she's running for city council. Are you registered to vote? Can we get a couple minutes of your time? Like she really took the time to do that. You know, I'm like, and you know me, Unc, so I'm like, if she's really willing to do this, you know I'm a rock I'm with you. I'm on board, right, right. You, you know how I get down. And when you called me and told me the story, I was like, let's get her on the show and let's see if we can get her more votes and more signatures or whatever we can do. Uh, I believe in, in 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 change. I believe in, I, I truly believe that we all can understand each other if we wanted to. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and the places we can go if if we implement that in our daily struggle. Yeah. Exactly. Um and then what you doing it it shows a lot of women because a lot of our women, black and brown and white, mm -hmm. are not like really showing who who they can be. It's it's not when you see them it's twerking, it's ten pounds of makeup, it's it's thinking that having a baby by this guy is the way to go. Uh they don't see future. Mm hmm and and if you see a young woman out there on that platform such as yourself i think it attracts and if other women is attracted by that and then see that and then want to be just okay she doing it i'm 23 why i can't do it you know what i'm saying so if if you can if you just get people to change their mind on that note right. i think you won already right so thank you thank you and, I appreciate and this, you know really though yeah. so so for us to see it and then just just apply ourselves to that part, then I think it's all good. We we'll do it every year. Yeah. And you'll come on the show every year. Right. Every year right. we gonna support right. you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. Exactly. We're gonna do it till you win. Exactly. So we we gonna I mean And the point you made about women is very important. Um we were just talking about this the other day. Um I believe that um, glorifying sexuality is okay. Like you said, all these women are twerking. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because we, in this point in time for 2020, um, women are powerful and we're feminists and we're allowed to do what we please with our body. So if, if female rappers want to open these doors for everybody to feel safe and do what they want because so they have the right because we have they have the power to i believe that's okay if if you believe that you want to be a female rapper and you want to twerk on youtube and that's your goal go ahead go ahead do it open-heartedly and if and if that's just not my thing then it's not my thing but i'm not gonna just dis, just dis, like um disregard these women because that's their passion what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong <laughs> it's a way no listen listen i have a daughter you know, whether she listened to her daddy or not. Mm -hmm. You know, at some point, you're going to be your own woman, and then you make your own decisions. Right. But I've always told her, the way you carry yourself is the way people are going to see you. Mm -hmm. If you out here twerking and getting on the ground, shaking your ass, that God is looking down at you, shaking your ass, he don't see you as marriage material. He see, oh, she with the business. Let me get at her. Yeah. She's not yeah. looking at it like that. So the way you carry yourself, mm -hmm. whether you're twerking, twerking, rapping, or doing whatever, right. you have to have that, you know what I'm saying? That that You have to have an esteem or a regard about yourself. About there you go. So we were having this conversation earlier and, and back to, you know, what you were saying is very true. We do believe that we have to empower women because we, we, we do need to empower them. They have a voice that needs to be heard. Not only that, them, ourselves too. You know, mm -hmm. us too, and which will make us rise to the occasion. Everybody needs to do better. Iron sharpens iron, short, so to speak. 
But now what we were talking about as far as there's a difference between glorifying and objectifying. Those are two different things. And we kind of get those misconstrued a little bit. So <laughs> uh, when you when you objectify is, is it, is sexuality, it the genera- is it the generation gap? Maybe. Yeah, th- that's a yeah. difference between yeah. when you objectify sexuality and when you glorify it, because our bodies are beautiful things. We should glorify our bodies. We should glorify our sexuality. There's right. nothing wrong with that. Now, twerking, in my opinion, does not glorify your sexuality as an exploitation tool. But but that's like your said, opinion. Mm-hmm. If if a young woman chooses to twerk, now here's the thing. Like you said, I have two daughters, so I don't want my daughters to be out there twerking on the floor. That's not what I want for them. However, I'm going to take the ownership and the responsibility to number one teach them something different. And if you do decide to twerk on the floor, that's not the only thing you know how to do. Exactly, you're twerking on the floor because you want to do it. It's fun for you. But you know what? You also know how to do. You know how to invest in the stock market. You own your own companies. You are self-made and self-reliant and self-sufficient. Now, however, somebody chooses to judge you based off of what they saw on you, that's their own. I'm I'm speaking on uh, this <coughs> being disrespectful. Okay. What I see is 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 how I'm gonna come at you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and and you got a lot of young men that don't respect women. Period. And now today, right? And that and that creates a problem. Well, that's a big problem. And and some cats don't think here; they think with the other one. So when they see you twerking, they take that as something else. We all in the hood. We all sit there and we watch. And then not only that, you got. I'm talking about the the eight year old kids that's twerking like they're 30. Mm-hmm. That's twerking like they're 35, 25. <laughs> no, I'm right, telling you, right. it's, a, it's a damn I, shame. Okay, so, it, so, look, so there okay. is a difference between, obviously, child exploitation and women. Because okay. when, when you're a woman... You're going to grow up to be a woman one day. Right, right. But, <laughs> but when you're a woman and you're independent and you do what you want and you pay your own bills and you're self-made, I believe you should be able to make your own decisions. And, and that's if, true. And, and if you see me at the club twerking, I don't want you to only take that home with you and say, well, that's all she's about. Like, no, because women have regular lives too. This no. is one of the reasons why you have rape. <laughs> No. Assault. No, no. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, I live in the neighborhood, and I know why cats come at women. We have rape because of rapists, not because of what women wear. So look, or okay, do. for it, instance. It has a no, lot no, to do. No, no, So, okay, look, oh, I'm a man. Gonna, I'm a man. Okay, now, we ain't going to do no Oprah shit. So. No, no, we're not. Okay, we're going to we go, go somewhere else because so, I no, don't know. No, no, no. Okay, it's not this woman's fault that when you see no, her say body. That. No, but just listen to me. So... If she's voluptuous, she got, we can talk freely on here. So, you know, she's voluptuous. She got a big old ass and big old titties and you think it look good. Right. You better know how to control your own self. That's not her problem that you've seen it shaking or wiggling. That's what I said at first. They don't know. Well, we Some men don't know. Okay. Our young, our young men today are very disrespectful. Right. Even if a woman don't want to respond back, mm-hmm. you all kind of bitches and everything else. Very true. Right. Now you got some women that respond back to that dude that's very disrespectful. You yeah, know what I'm saying? They got a Instead Glock in of their purse. Just, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's it's totally different now. So I mean, come on, man. It, it, it everything plays in itself. The way you dress. And it's a certain way to dress. If you got your cleavage out, I'm going to respond. And when she walk out that door, she know I'm going to respond. Just like, just like you going to the nightclub. 
Half of the shit these grown ass women wearing today, you can see everything. Very. <laughs> you don't have to yeah. show everything. Hey, I you went to a be, spot with somebody. Man, I, I said, "Where the hell do you have me at? What the shit is exactly. going on?" I want to because I'm me, like, I'm too old for all of this. Let me think about what you got. You ain't got to show me everything. Yeah. What I'm Nothing saying, and we gonna get off anymore. of this. I'm just saying that that being in a position and just women just just knowing that is a problem out here. Just like just like us dudes. You know what I'm saying? How many baby mamas you got, Choo Choo? Two. I got four. <laughs> okay. No, three. <laughs> three. Yeah. So Exposed. just just in that. It, it it tells you. You know, I'm you laying down with everything and, and and your baby mama might have two other kids by two other cats. What do that tell you? What is she telling me? You know what I'm saying? Now I'm stuck with a baby with her. You know what I'm saying? So we we gonna get off of this because I'm gonna go all day with you because I see how you looking over there. And, and we I'm here. gonna let you have it. This, this, hey, please okay. do. But for real though, I, we need to check our kids. We need to we need to teach them better than what we're doing. And 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 we need to get in the neighborhood. We need to show, and our people need to know, black and brown need to know that it's other things. After prison, it's other things. After we got more women going to prison in the neighborhood than dudes now. Mm-hmm. Why is that? It's getting that bad. So how do how do we change that? By providing resources. Exactly. By, and that's the defund the police statement that everybody seems to wild out about. Wild out about. It's um, defund does not mean abolish. It means reallocate. So when we reallocate the millions billions of dollars that the police are getting Mm. and we put them into resources for the community then we see a better outcome Um, predominantly white neighborhoods already have that their resources are flourishing their kids go to the best programs the best schools they have the best community resources i remember back in the days we had karen's we had pool Mm -hmm. Basketball, YMCA. Yeah, we don't have none. Yeah, of that. yeah more exactly. than the YMCA. It exactly. was a lot of different programs coming up, you yeah. know, in the seventies and eighties. Right. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to get back to. But here's the thing: those were like federally and nationally funded programs. Mm. So now we're just trying to start local, municipally funded programs where everybody can start these in their own individual cities. And you can apply them and make them work for what your needs are because what they need in Fontana may not be what they need in San Bernardino. Exactly. That's probably what, not what they need in Riverside right. or you know somewhere else. So everybody's gonna adopt a policy and make it work to your own individual needs. Okay, so with defunding the police, if you take their resources from them what happens when somebody called and said they my son just my son just got shot? Um, um, when you have an accident on the freeway, they already saying they're not responding to certain things already. They're trying to show you that you defund us, we ain't coming. Okay, so, what so happens if that, they that's don't a come? scare tactic that they're using. So fear mongering is one of the greatest tactics of the state. Mm-hmm. Okay, the state loves the fear monger. So one of the things we have to realize is, is this. Um, The reason why we even want to defund the police is because a lot of times the police don't even their intervention is not required. All right. So, for instance, let's just say the police are called because a man who let's say he's 5150, he's documented schizophrenic or something to the effect of that. Well, why are the police called? 
They okay? don't know how to de-escalate they don't people know how with to mental de-escalate illness. That situation. For right. instance, let's say, like you just said, an accident happens on the freeway. Why are the police the first people to arrive? Why is the CHP the first ones to arrive? When you don't, when you're not medically trained, the first ones who should have got there should have been the paramedics, the actual authorities that are needed, that are warranted. So, and when you say defund the police, the scenario I like to use is, is in our public school systems, they've made schools and teachers work for the last 20 years defunded. They've made our public schools consistently function with a consistent decreasing budget for the last 20 years. We're talking school and we're talking street. So we no, need well, the police on the street because we need our so schools. Much shit. We need our schools for our youth. We do too. We, we really do. AT and T connects and old to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If but, we if we had more schools and more things for our youth, we wouldn't need as much policing. Because the kids instance, wouldn't be in the streets. The kids wouldn't be in the streets. You take, for instance, affluent areas. They have resources. They don't have more police there. No. They have less police forces. You know why? Because the people have resources. They're not selling drugs. They're not doing all of the different unscrupulous activities because there's a multitude of resources. We're talking right. about our neighborhood so, where we don't have so it. So where, where, what we want to do. Where we have crime, where we have shootings. So, you know what we're going to we do have robberies. very, very easily, very easily. If we implement, if we started implementing resources for Pookie and Ray Ray to do Pookie and Ray Ray out there shooting each other because they selling dope. Most people ain't really gangbanging no more like that. Few places, but I'll tell you in San Bernardino, they're not shooting each other over colors. They're shooting each other over turf. Right. It's all it's all about turf battles now. They want the block so they can sell it, so they can get their money. That's what it's all about now. So if we can provide something for Pookie and Ray Ray. 
where you can really make some bread, bro. Come on over here. I got you. Let me teach you some shit that I'm going to really help you with a skill to get actual pay. I need Pookie and Riri to come to the house and paint that motherfucker. <laughs> come on. If if I got it, you already know how we get down. So if I got to send you to the church folks and right. church folk, you come on, you know how we get down. So, But if we got to start implementing these type of programs, right. that's what we need. So Pookie and Ray Ray have resources because I can't tell you to go work for McDonald's when you've been selling dope for the last five years. You're so, making two, three hundred bucks a day. So how much power would you have, city council? How much power do you have? more power than people realize so they're actually in charge um obviously side to side with the mayor of where the city budget goes so for example in fontana we have a budget around a hundred million dollars for the city and so fontana pd gets 60 million of that and whatever's left over almost 66 yeah almost 65 now they 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 upped it (laughs) so whatever's left over is like that's for your schools that's work it out you guys share that and Fontana PD gets sixty-five million. Do they need that much money? That's no, what we're that's saying. What we're and saying. when we talk about defund, defund the police, <laughs> we're not talking about God taking damn. all of their money. We're talking about five percent, ten percent, a little bit. Like, can you well, give I was us really a under little? Impression when they said defund the police, it's like get rid of the police. No. If you got rid of the police, no. it'd be more crime no. than the law. No, because uh, like we're... in certain places that'll work. So you take Seattle, Washington, where they had Chaz. They had the little autonomous zone. And they kicked the police out of like a like a six block, 11 block area for a right. couple months. And it was pretty cool. That can work in those places. That wouldn't work in Compton. That right. wouldn't work in San Bernardino. Like right. we, we understand that. Yeah. We know that. You know, so we're not saying, for instance, totally defund the police no. as far as to abolish. Now, no. when we say abolish ICE, that's what we mean. We mean abolish ICE. Right. You exactly. know, we mean get rid of that whole organization as exactly. a whole. That's exactly what we mean. But we mean defund the police because we do need some police. I do believe in a community policing. Right. Let's just say, for instance, something happened in the hood. Nacho and them, you know, not to put nobody on blast, but somebody you know who knows you, respects you. He over there tripping. He would listen to you before he would listen to the police come in to tell him to stop right. drinking and turn his music down or whatever right. the case may be. Right. right. You could be a community activism, you know, something like that. When Neighborhood the, watch. Something happened mm-hmm. in the community, when they call, hey, we got a problem, they know. They're going to call Unc James yeah, first. call James and let's see if he can talk. Right. Let's see if he can come right. talk some sense into this let's boy or whatever. Right De-escalate the situation. Because right. I'll, I'll listen to you first. Right. I'm over there tripping right. with my baby mama or something. The police come, it's going to be a bad situation just by get... how they're trained. Right. But you're going to be like, nephew, listen to me. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Come on, nephew. Right. And you know what to do. You know, it's going to, you're going to de-escalate. Right. Because we, like you said, we know each other, but we're not in these positions of authority or power to make you feel like you right. have to listen to me. You coming over like you siding with me like nephew. I'm listening to you because I love you and respect you. You my uncle. That's family. Right. We don't know these people coming into our communities telling me I got to obey. You know, who the fuck are you? Why do right. I have to obey you? Right. You know, but I got history with you. I got a rapport with you, you know? And, like, we confuse people a lot. You know, when I call you unk, people, oh, that's your uncle? And I'm like, well, you got to understand how, how the black community work. Like, yeah. we got a history, yeah. a rapport. Yeah. That's my uncle through respect and love. Like, right. you know, through what we've been through. So, but that's what we need to get to. So, like, how she said the $65 million that the police are getting, understand the social and the economic implications that this have, Okay. Because less than 90, so, I mean, okay, so 97%, less than 3% of Fontana PD don't even live in San Bernardino County at all. 
So, and less than 1% are black or brown. Latino. Okay, so 1%? now that's mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So now look at the money we're given and who we're giving this money to. Now, you know what my time with the city of San Bernardino, look what happens when you start working with the city, you become part of the, bureau, the bureaucratic monster, the bureaucratic machine, okay? Not only do you get medical and benefits for you, you get it for your immediate family. And when you retire out, like they were, the reason why Fontana went bank, uh, San Bernardino went bankrupt is when PD fire and a few other places were retiring they were retiring these guys out at their highest grossing year providing medical for you your wife and your children for life so you got guys who were coming straight out of the academy 17 18 years old putting their 20 in getting out at 40 years old and now you got to pay these guys 180,000 bucks for the rest of their life now plus provide medical benefits for them and their families he's 40 years old and he's in good health how long do you think he's going to last? Right. A long time. Right. So that's what happened to a lot of our money. So when we say defund them, we're really talking about these guys are overpaid for what they're doing. And now all the money that comes from our taxes of Fontana, San Bernardino, our local cities, well, they live somewhere else. They're spending their money in Beverly Hills in all the places that they live. Exactly. So is that part of your, your uh, campaign? Definitely. Part of my campaign is... Um forward thinking so if we want a better tomorrow we have to do things for tomorrow not thinking of the past or not thinking of like i feel like we're most of the time we're going backwards you know because even just with the simple phrase of defunding the police people don't know what the meaning is and then everyone freaks out like how you thought like oh i thought you meant abolish i thought you meant Mm -hmm. disregard it completely but no it just means Take away 5%, take away 10%. Just that we're asking for a small little chunk of your money for our youth, for our environmental issues, for social justice that we need, the social justice reform that we need. Fontana is a beautiful city, don't get me wrong. And a lot of these cities are beautiful cities. And the, the fact is we have the resources to reallocate funds evenly and we just don't do it. These people in power now these elected officials they might have had a good goal at first they might have been for the people at the very beginning but now they've just lost track they lost track because they're part of the system you know they they're just up in that position of power they're um like hand in hand with the mayor hand in hand with people from congress you know um and they're just they lost they lost train of the vision and the vision is that we need social justice for all our communities. We need everybody to have the best opportunities possible because we have the resources for it. We're just not putting it, the money in the right places for us. What, I, what, I, what I've seen in a lot of campaigns is is uh, people, they run for an office, they win, and they just switch up on you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You think you're going to let them change you? Definitely not. I think part of um, what I'm advocating for is government transparency. So we have to know like when these decisions are being made, why they're being made, who's making them, when are they making them, and how can you change it if you don't like it? You know. So in Fontana, we have a big warehouse problem. Um, they're just putting them in all these residential areas, which is not good for our quality of life, the right. smog, you know, there's a lot of repercussions that come with it. So it's just, it's it's not fair to just do what the city wants and benefit of the city without thinking of the people. So government transparency is a big, 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 big thing for me because up until a lot that long ago, I didn't know exactly how it worked. I didn't know that 
we can fight against these decisions. If the majority of the community does not want this warehouse in this certain area, we can fight that. And a lot of people don't know or a lot of people don't care. And it's right. and that's the that's the part is getting people to care enough to register to vote, getting people to care enough to vote, getting registered people to care about things that actually affect them in their everyday lives. Because we're busy. I mean, a lot of people have two jobs before Corona or now that, you know, it, things are changing because of the coronavirus. But before people had two jobs, three jobs, like side hustles. We, you know, you have to make ends meet no matter what. Got to have a side. If exactly. you ain't got a side hustle, you broke. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to be walking. One of the things that I want to touch on that you were saying is, is so one of the ways that we're going to be rest assured, and this is what I told Priscilla, you know, she has my 100% undivided, you know, attention and help and support. So one of the things that we emphasize is, is we're, we're grassroots. Okay, so we don't accept any big dollar donations, and we're we're selective of who we accept money from. So we don't accept money from certain organizations. We we don't. And mm-hmm. the reason why we don't do this is is to assure the people we're not going to switch up on you. Exactly. The most you can donate to us is two hundred and fifty dollars. All right, that's it. A grassroots campaign. So we're not accepting you know five six thousand dollars because. If this company gives us $5,000, but you only gave me 10, 20 bucks, why do you believe I'm going to do what you want opposed to the people who's giving me all the money that I want? Right. right. So I'm going to let you know I'm policing ain't myself. That, that's politics, though. Ain't that way? That is. But is. that's that's the way it used to go. So that's called crony capitalism. So we're going to put an end to crony capitalism and nepotism. You know, your homies getting your homies in and all this money that changes elections. What Bernie Sanders did, he raised more money than anybody in a presidential election, and he did it by grassroots campaign. Right. So what's the what's what's your approach on how she should run her campaign? So we got a few different approach. One of the main things we're gonna do, and this is just the format of all of what I do with all my my candidates. I tell you, whatever district you're in, whatever municipality you're in, I want you to go knock on doors, go talk to the people, and go ask the people what they want. Take three to five minutes of whoever's willing to listen and talk to you because I can't do anything for you if you don't tell me. Right. If you don't tell me how it affects you and what I could do. So we need to go to all the people and let's ask the people what they want. Right. And now let's break that down in the top three things. 70% of the people said this, another you know, 15 said this, and that last percent said this. Or Let me be the last result. percent. Being honest and 100 with yourself and sincere about what you're doing mm-hmm. is going to go a long way. But you got to sprinkle that, a little of that bullshit in it. Of course. Mix it up and then you got that the right flavor. You know, just Definitely. sprinkle a little Definitely. bullshit in it. A little bit. A little bit. Because That's politics. An honest person ain't going to make it. Mm-mm. You got you to gotta give up a little bullshit. And, right. and you got to let them see that you're well, for real. You're real. So instead of stirring up the pot via talking about people in unnecessary banter, we're going to stir up the pot with with showing you what these guys are doing with your tax dollars. That's how we're going to stir the pot up. We're going to let you know, look, you're elected officials. Let me show you. Man, where, don't get one, too deep. You fuck around and y'all get shot. You know, so um, <laughs> what did they say? Assassinated. Uh, I was going to say Remington's going out of business, but they didn't just make one. They right. Made, they made a lot of them. Oh, we all got one. All got one. <laughs> so, uh, you know. You already know. It, yeah, yeah, you know, so. 
here and here's the thing what's the old saying scared money don't make money right right you know right. so we can't be afraid because yeah we know we're going to be targets or they're going to start trying to do certain things to stop us from making that noise oh when people see you out there bold and and you 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 talking and you're not afraid to talk right you have no stutter in your voice mm-hmm. then people going going to start taking you serious mm-hmm. and and just talking to you today just meeting you today I, I see a future, you know what I'm saying? But it ain't on me to call it, mm-hmm. right. you know what I'm saying? I want to see when she get in the thick of things, I'm going to be there. Right. I promise Appreciate you, I'm coming. You. Thank you. And and I'm going to support. And I want to see it. And I'm, I might be the biggest her biggest supporter. So we got to let people know, first and foremost, register to vote. So I can't. Okay, we'll get into that in a minute. We okay? already did. We, no, we didn't. But, you know, we can't. Look, don't Outside, bring up, we were just talking yeah, don't about bring why up, I can't okay. vote. We, we did get yeah. into that. He yeah. said red tape. So listen, we're going to find out exactly what they told to you, and I'm going to help you get past that. Because right. this is what I do for a lot of guys. A lot of guys say, oh, well, I'm a felon. I can't own guns. Yeah, you can. You don't need to just get a part, and I can show you how to get your constitutional rights restored. There's a few different ways you can do it. So it all involves reading. They always say if you want to hide something from a black man, where do you put it? In a book. Okay. <laughs> so we know that. Okay, so now let's start opening up some of these books that we never did. Because we want to get some shit that we never had, right? Right. So let's open up some books that we never did. Because we understand what we don't know is in the fucking books. Right. That's where it's at. We got to read the books. And you got to have resources. Right. If you, want, going, if, if you want something that you don't have, you have to do something you've never done. Right. You so we, we got to get our people registered to vote. Now, we're not going to win this election without our people voting for right. us. So first and foremost, we can't deter people to say, hey, if you're a felon, you can't vote. We got to let yeah, you know, no. if you're a felon, look into what you need to do to vote. Usually, in most cases in California, once you're done with probation or parole, you can vote. Now, if you got certain things on your record, then, yeah, you might have to go through what they call a California Certificate of Rehabilitation. And there's a few other things that you got to do. But we have to cross that bridge when we get there. Everybody's case individually is different. But right. for most people, I want to say 70 to 80 percent of the people, once you're done with probation or parole, you can vote in California. That's right. a fact. I want everybody to Google that. Well, I've so, been off parole since 1988. So now we got to start emphasizing being registered to vote. Don't wait to the last minute to right. where it's two days before the election. And now you're talking about, well, let me go get registered and some other shit. Right, right. right. You know, so we got to get registered to vote ASAP. We need to know who we're going to vote for. And look, look, this is this is my candidate. I don't agree with 100 percent of everything she says. She's not going to agree with 100 percent of everything we say. But we know we agree the majority on most of the things we say. Right. Right. We so have that's how we ground. align. That's how we align. So let's not alienate ourselves on what we don't agree on. Let's align ourselves to what we do agree on. So basically, she's the ones that's doing all the riding. You pretty much is there that that second voice for her. And yeah, pretty much. So she, pretty much. She, she knew she wanted to do something, right? You know how you get them, you know, it's like, you know, I, I look at all these kids, you know, and I see the spark in their eye and I love it. Like I told her that day, I'm like, we're all out there with masks on. And I'm like, and I just seen like the way you were talking, like I seen the spark in your eye. I knew you were serious. Out of all the people talking that day, I said. She got it right now. She does. And I told her that. I said, out of all the people that were talking that night at that protest, I said, I knew you were serious. Right. I said, I knew you were serious, you know. So. Um, what we have to really do is, is that once we align ourselves, we got to start saying, look, this is the guy we're running with. This is our, you know, our girl we're running with. These are our candidates. This is the person we need to run our school board. This is the person we need to be head of PTA, head of the fire department, 
head of whatever, Parks and Recreation. So if I wanted to come out there and then, like, everybody on the bike set, all the different bike sets, man, y'all got to register, y'all got to vote, y'all got to vote for Priscilla. I'm taking y'all. Come on, let's go. We got to vote. We got to – so – I can do that? You can do that. And then there's well, two the, things the, we're going to do also. The Be- rules are kind of, sorry, I don't want to cut you no. off, but the rules are kind of tedious. And it, this is just San Bernardino County. Um, it, they implemented in 2017 a district system. So I'm running for District 2, which is certain streets and certain areas. It's like a very middle area in Fontana. So it's from point A to point B. So it's a little chunk in the middle. You have to live in District 2, you have to be 18 and older, and you have to register to vote. So if you're if you don't live in District Two, that was your question, right? Mm. Yeah. If you can't bring like, uh, I wish we you know we can all come out there and bring just all vote. From Texas. Exactly. Get, get yeah, yeah. Get your ass no, out here and vote. No, no. Everybody from Caravan. anywhere can't vote for her, mm-hmm. but this is what we can do. So when we do mass these gatherings, these protests, these rallies, things on the bike set, different things like that. So um, she works with other people too, and like we said, other people are getting inspired to run for office. Right. We're a little bit late in their time frame for right. them to do their 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 campaigns. But when we when you have people, we want to be able to say, look, wherever your people are from and they're registered to vote, we got somebody there for them. We have a guy, we right. have a girl there. Everybody helping everybody. Everybody exactly. helping everybody. Exactly. So when you bring these people, they say, oh, well, I'm Baldwin Hills. This is my guy out in that section. Right. Oh, well, I'm. Oh, you San definitely Bernardino. had to team up. Is, you definitely had yeah, to have yeah. a cabinet. If you don't have yeah. nobody to bag you. You out there by yourself. Exactly. And that's with everything. That's oh, everything. yeah. So, it takes a village. Like, I'm not doing this alone, obviously. You well, know, like, you got a, a very well uh, machine right No, yeah, there. of course. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Chu is a, is a very well old machine. He's yeah. ready to go. He's ready to take some action. Sometime I'll be ready to tell him, shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> a lot of, especially when it comes to politics. Right. He knows it. I wish I could, when, when we have certain politicians come I'm like, I ain't fucking with that because I ain't on that. Mm-hmm. But I'll be saying, let me get Choo Choo down here. I bet he can go head up with this motherfucker. Yeah, he's telling me Talking a few like good that. times. I tried you know to get out here on certain things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just not in tune with it like that. Right. But what you were doing, and when he called me, I was like, oh, yeah. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.